shining a beacon on the bazaar. Doing a little bit of frying here now. Ah, skipper! Fucking <laughs> no! no I, just, I, just, I just fucking knocked all fish fingers on the floor. Oh, sorry, dude. We gotta come quick, man. We got a visitor. You will not fucking believe this. Visitor? I don't like visitors. No, this is a funny visitor. Is it? <laughs> Do you want to guess? Um, let's have a think. Is it the Queen? No, it's fucking Thor the Walrus. Come on, he's, oh he's landing. God, he's brilliant. on our beach. Right, let's go. Come on. Right, okay. <laughs> what about, what about, oh, you're down corner. Round corner. Oh, this big rock. Let's climb up rock and have a look over on the side. Pete's sorting him. Don't worry, Pete's got him. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I didn't want him to swim off. I called Pete and said, Pete, make sure he doesn't go nowhere. He's, he's got a meeting. Well, he's, he's got previous sent for corralling Exactly. And yes. he knows. Well, he's had history with bloody Thor, hasn't right. he? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, oh. we better have a look. Well, that's Let's, a call these rock. Let's see what's going on, Danny. I'll be gentle, let's just have a little look. Okay, let's see. Oh, shitty Nora. Oh, oh my god. Get here, you toothy twat fish! I tell you what, Thor doesn't well, does he? He's very pale. Done. God, is it his climate? Is it wrong climate for him? He's all white. Oh, what the bloody hell's... What's Pete doing? Oh, that. He's doing usual, isn't he? Finger up his ass and he's wanking him off again. Oh, my God, I've just realised. Look. Oh, my God. What have you put in that? Lip-smacking savagery. That's not Thor the Walrus. Oh, oh my God. Together are so much more than the sum of their parts. This is that's Boris Johnson on his holidays! <laughs> Zingers! Oh no! Well, let's have a little listen what they're actually saying. Oh yes, I know because I've been smelling myself. Whiff whack! Oh, that's just wrong. Oh, oh, oh fuck me! Oh no. And, 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 and... Right, uh, leave this to me, Arkid. I think I know what I need to do. Uh, uh, Boris! Boris! C can you hear me? Yes. Um, Right, uh, what we need to know is, um, uh, have you been drinking? What have you been drinking? Chateau Neuf du Pape. Ah, right, okay. Uh, 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 have you had anything to eat? Frankfurters. Right, uh, that's good, that's good. Um, the question is, we need to know, uh, um, have you had any kind of, any drugs or anything? It's perfectly true that I have had some drugs. Ah, right. Um, uh, what sort of drugs? Cannabis. Right, okay, okay. Um... The thing we need to know is you're having some very dangerous sex there with uh, with, with Robo Pete. Um, have you got a safe word or a, a, a safe phrase? Perhaps in that uh, great minestrone. Fantastic. That's good. That's good. Um, right. And what we need to do, we need to get Boris Johnson out of here as soon as possible. Yeah. And that work begins... No. Do you remember all that fake money that washed up on the beach? Oh, the yeah, open up any of Yeah, yeah, yeah lots yeah. of it. Chuck that in the sea now and see if he goes for it. Right, let me give it a good one. Yeah. 
and we will have that extra lubrication of the 39 billion pounds. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> there he goes. He's straight after it there. The greedy fat cunt. God, he moves fast, doesn't he, <laughs> when he wants to? Waddling down beats like that. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty old. Yeah. Pete, that wasn't even bloody Thor, you knob. <laughs> he don't care. He don't, does he? Why is he licking his finger? Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, he's horrible. Oh, let's get back up to the lighthouse. Yeah. This is no good. We shouldn't be watching stuff like this because we're better than that. Because we're crack and cove. We are. The podcast that sheds the beacon <laughs> onto the bizarre. We are. <laughs> we are, we are. And I'm Matt. I'm a Benny. We are. <laughs> <laughs> And we are the podcast that does the 14 kind of events, weird news, strange stories, but always with a little bit of humorous tinge, I like to think. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, well, sometimes not, sometimes it's shit. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much so. You can't, you know, you can't hit every mark. Can you? <laughs> we try, though, Skipper. We do our very we best. Try. We do our best. That's all you can ever sort of like expect from this sort of thing. <laughs> so we're going to do it again. We're going to shine out a light from our magical lighthouse across Aww. onto the news stories of the week, onto the mainland, see if there's anything, anything weird going on there. Sometimes up into the sky sometimes down into the sea mm. but always hopefully entertaining yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I had something like no I can't remember. he just went fucking blind what's it like again no <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah no <laughs> Kid, the first boat out of the harbour this week mm. is going to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a callback to something we always like. You oh, know, nice! I like it. Like, yeah, 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 like what are your favourite little subjects that oh. you like? Gender reveal. Oh, for fuck! He's another. <laughs> He's another. We only said reveal, last right? week, didn't we? New Year. Jesus, what this time? This is, this is this is from Sophie Watson for SWNS. I don't know what that is. A little new news story. English story, yeah. something might be Southwest News Service or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's SWNS. So I'm giving Sophie Watson a little bit of a shout out. It's her story. And it's the thing is, you see, she's done the, the older TikTok gender reveal. You know yeah. what I mean? She's there with a young husband and sort of thing. <laughs> and they are a young couple. They're very, very young. This couple. She's she's called Jen Cowan. She's 23, right? And um. And she's got a partner called Bailey, who's only 25. Now, I reckon at that age, you see, she said, I want to be a really young parent, you know yeah. what I mean? I, really, I always want to be a young parent. So she's a bit naive, a bit stupid, if you ask me as well, yeah. you know? So she's How old is she, sorry? She's 23. Yeah, yeah. 23, TikToker, pregnant, mm. found out the, the age of the baby and all that sort of stuff. You know, I mean, I'm not, not condemning them, but I think yeah. 23 is hard work these days. It is nowadays, yeah. It's, yeah. Tricky sort of stuff, you know what I mean? So there she goes. Her choice, or her choice. Well, it's it's her choice. Oh, exactly, it's her choice. So she's got herself the old confetti cannon, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Fires it off right there. Everyone's going, whoa! Bailey, a partner's going like, yeah. uh. Uh-huh. Thing is, right, so she's fired off the confetti cannon. The colours come bursting out on one end. What has she forgotten about Bailey? He's fucking colourblind. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so he's laughing and whooping, and yeah. he's just like, oh, oh what shit. baby? Are you having? I'm having a grey baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we, oh, I don't know. It's either grey or grey. Which colour? <laughs> I'm got a fucking clue, has it? Oh, bless you. So she's gone to all this effort, yeah. the confetti cannon, all the people, all the presents, all that sort. This poor schmuck stood there, right? He's there watching what's going on, and he's thinking, bang! I'm got a fucking clue, has it? That's cheap, though. She knows it. So why? There's all the way. She should do. <laughs> yeah. She's obviously as thick as treacle. Oh, That's the issue. Jesus. That's what bad. I like as well on the footage of it. I mean, I've got the picture here for you, but it's like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, it's, just, it, it's a couple of pictures that's all yeah, I've seen yeah. I've not seen the actual field footage what I like is he's there he's ready for the gender reveal he's all a bit excited going what's going on here this is all a bit exciting yeah. oh 25 obviously d- there's a clue in the footage right ah, I like and it's clues. a bit of a Yorkshire thing is this but I think it, 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 goes, it goes across the board a little yeah. bit he, he's shown all this footage the cannon goes off he looks a bit bewildered the lad's still got his coat on ah. right? and I always say if, you, if you've got your coat on still you're not stopping are you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's ready to bail. <laughs> Bailey, he's ready to bail. <laughs> but that's the thing, you know what I mean? And I think, oh, there's a little sign. She doesn't know because she's too obsessed about making a little movie for a TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Issue. And she hasn't even given a second of thought to the idea that her partner's colourblind. And another nail in coffin there. He's got his coat on and he's thinking, fucking hell, I don't want this baby. I'm far too young. She does it and he thinks, well, you don't even remember I'm colourblind, do you? Yeah, that's you know it. What I mean? That's the reveal. Then she's got that's the, the real reveal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then she's there with camera just like obsessing about that, not her husband or really. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Get it's out, that- Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Bail, Bailey, bail. <laughs> <laughs> in his coat, shuffling off down the street and gone. <laughs> as long as he didn't cross the road because let's face it what colours like yeah. grey grey <laughs> 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 is it that bad with, with some people it depends, yeah, it depends. Like so, quite often it's spectrum so yeah. what it is like so, so one side of the spectrum you might be weaker on one side than the other right, yeah. um, some people are they just see monotone you yeah. know some people hear uh, monotone virtue for, for, you know, just noises everything sounds like blah blah this you know like Shit. a tone deaf kind of thing some people are a bit like that yeah mm-hmm. and a lot of the time it's not down to the ears sometimes it's not even down to the eyes it's how your brain processes this information right so that's the thing so yeah, it's, yeah. there's something in the wire because I've heard you know when you go deep into that what, what we're actually you know it's all upside down in it as vision and, yeah um, we're filling in blanks all the time because we know an area you know what I mean so you're like you're thinking I oh, know that there's a TV that, and it's not a TV it used to be there the TV you moved yeah. it but you, you, your, your brain still sort of puts it there yeah, yeah exactly. exactly right it's and so there delicate, was a, isn't it? yeah well, there was a um, an experiment a university experiment where some people put these goggles on yeah I don't I might mentioned this before on the show but they put these goggles on with a prisms in the goggles Shit. which flipped everything upside down wow. to the way you should be seeing stuff because we see yeah, everything upside yeah. down right so they what had to walk around these students with these goggles on that flipped everything and as they're wandering around the mind sort of said oh this isn't right flipped it Oh! So that eventually after a couple of weeks of doing this they were seen perfectly normal oh, again right Oh Jesus But Oh, and he took the goggles off. They were seen upside down. Oh, no. <laughs> I would strangle that doctor dude, wouldn't you? Well, but the the mind did it again. Yeah, it flipped it they again. They flipped it again. So under careful supervision, it flipped it again. Jeez. If it hadn't, you'd be fucked. That would drive you insane. I wouldn't like that. Yeah. No matter what money and research give you for that, that the danger of it just flipping yeah, about on you. this is that. it. You know, it's scientific wow. experiments. I'm just messing with your head. With right. your eyes, more than anything, messing with your eyes. I do yeah. not like it. No, I had to go no. for an eye test recently. And they'd shoot 
what uh, hair in That's right? the one. Fucking hell. They didn't even warn me. Didn't they? No, they didn't, but she didn't warn me. She goes, I'm just going to put this in. Next thing you know, she fired a little jet of air in my eyes. I flipped out. Oh, man. I almost yeah. flipped, flipped the table. I'm just like, wow, <laughs> what's this horse? <laughs> the table. Oh, I freaked out. It was just awful. It's fucking, yeah. even though when you, they warn me, everyone's like, you do what? Yeah. Like, what's that for? I don't even fucking get it's what like they're doing. It's like when you used to be at work and they used to flick your knob end because <laughs> you were sticking out for you. It's a shocker, isn't it? <laughs> You don't know right it's coming. Yeah, yeah, right on, right on lid. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. It, it must be like some. Yeah, I must contract or do something. I need to be an optician. I know. Looking in people's yocks all the time. Yeah, yeah. My big red blurry ones. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see your eyes because I'm all red. <laughs> all sleepy jacks. <laughs> Picking away at the crust just so they can see him. Oh. Beady eyes. <laughs> just get that caked off shit out of your eyes. Man. Lovely. What do you think about frisbee? I like frisbees. I do like them. I always wanted to do a bit of frisbee golf as well. That looks all right, you know oh, what I mean? Well, funny if this yeah. is a story about frisbee golf. Is it? <laughs> it is a cool. So, yeah. So we've got a, a, a really good little guy here, right? This is... Um it's a forty-seven-year-old guy. We don't get his name, unfortunately. It's a bit of a shame, really, because you know it's a bit of a it's a bit of a one of these things. Florida man. It's a oh, Florida nice. man. Right? Weather for it, there. Yeah, for so is, yeah. So this is Matt Watts for the Independent, and this forty-seven-year-old guy has got himself a right little gig. So what he's doing is he's on like a golf course and on the areas and things. And, and what he's doing is uh, he's on a, a frisbee golf course. That's what nice. he's on. That's his job. Oh, he's a normal. No, he's a little bit of a sideline. He's got. Oh, he's, right. he's got himself a side hustle. Mm. So what he's doing, he's fetching all the um, frisbees out of the water. Oh, because people are missing it, yeah. so they've got going. You know, like right? the golf yeah. balls, isn't it? There's a bit of trading. There's a bit of trading. That you know, down. down. Yeah, so that's what they do. So people scuba down. All he's doing is getting in there. He's getting all the old uh, frisbees out and stuff, and he's making a little bit of money on sort of nice. selling the frisbees back to people, which I think's all right. But obviously, it's not the safest job in the world, is it? Florida. Yep. Oh, alligators. So this poor fucker, right? Oh no. <laughs> he's just been found in the lake, right? Completely mauled. Oh what? man. I'm missing the whole lot. <laughs> dead. Straight dead. Straight dead. Been hauled oh. in this poor guy just hunting for frisbees. Oh, imagine him though. You know, he's underwater, he's got all coloured frisbees and he just took this big toothy crop. Ah, no. Man, he won't be doing it. He'd be very. They seem to just live with those fucking psycho dinosaurs don't they in Florida you know it just seems to be like they're wandering around gardens and well I, ju I just recently saw like a golfer on a, obviously again on a Florida links golf yeah. course or something like this you know and he, he's there in his little white slacks his little white fancy yeah. shoes he's got a lovely little polo really tanned good looking guy yeah, he's yeah. just pulling on one little white leather glove onto his hand <laughs> you know and he just happened to see like a little alligator at, well I say a little it was a good five six foot or still yeah. laid by side of the green it just gives a little tap on its ass. Huh? This thing jumps in the water and it's gone. I've seen that before, yeah. With golfers and like, just tap it in, don't they right? Cool as fuck. Yeah, that, that's like. And I'm just like, what? what? 
Yeah. And it, it's exactly what you said. People are just kind of living with these massive proto dinosaurs. <laughs> I like it when they snatch a duckling. Or I saw one with a little dog the other day, and you know, just blows it, bloke just dives into oh, it, yeah. full wrestles it. It's like not, he's going, Argh! you know, with teeth pulling yeah. it open, a little pooch runs off it. <laughs> well, it was proper dad strength, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, 60 yeah. this guy, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what a lot of people don't fully understand is that. You yeah. know, when you get, you know, people say, oh, I don't want to be a father. But you get dad strength. It is, isn't it? It's just that, but you can just tap into it when you need it, yeah. you know? You get dad strength, you know, like you say, one of your kids get hauled off as he goes, ah, you can lift a car and things like that. He's like dad voice as well, you know, that's something you, you gain as being a parent, isn't it? You yeah. get this really loud dad voice when you need it. Yeah, you know? it. It terrifies me when it comes out, I think, fucking hell, where's <laughs> that coming from? Because you get yourself in a weird little loop, though, don't you? Because you hear the dad voice, you start running around because you want to obey it. <laughs> you hear dad voice again, you're shouting. Keep running till I hear myself again. Yeah, that's... Just calm down, man! <laughs> I'm in the loop. It's quite tricky for Benjamin. It's an odd world. <laughs> you don't know what it's like. Well, that's your little fear, you see, because it's in Florida. We've got a lot more sort of terrifying things. And you know why yeah. so many good stories come out of Florida, don't yeah. you? Well, it's just a fucking madhouse, isn't it? Down no, there? it's just America. Yeah. It's just America, but they have a thing called the Sunshine Laws. All right. So the Sunshine Laws are like a news thing, so everything is allowed to be put in the newspaper. It's complete transparency. Yeah. So all the mad shit that's going on in the rest of America is going on in Florida, but it's allowed to be reported and allowed to name names. Ah, right. So that's the thing. It's, it's not like an alleged this or this or that. No, they just name the shit that's going on. Oh, so this right. is why Florida Man's become the legend that he is. Yeah, yeah. Because the mad stories come out of Florida because of the Sunshine Laws. Ah, I've never heard of that. that yeah, like so that's good. the thing. So this yeah. is why you get such juicy little morsels coming mm -hmm. out of Florida. Oh. You know, it does seem like everybody, you know, because it's so sunny. You think I'm a tramp in Chicago. I'm going down to Florida. Well, there's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. it does seem like you know I want to retire, go down to Florida. You know, we want to do this, want to make it be a star. You know, it just yeah. seems like it just calls you, doesn't it? Well, I think it's probably a self a sort of fulfilling prophecy as well. I think as well, you might even read the sort of news stories and realize there's a lot of mad shit going on down there. Yeah. Do you know what I'll fit in just right down yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. My kind of town. Yeah, my kind of town. Yeah, you a bit. It's a bit like Ebden Bridge up in Yorkshire. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It used to be just this little sort of like rundown mill town. You know yeah. what I mean? And then it come to the point where sort of like a certain sort of like demographic of people moved into the area mm. and it, it, it embraced the alternative lifestyle you know you've got a few people in there living an alternative lifestyle next thing you know, everybody's there yeah, living exactly. an alternative lifestyle yeah. you know what I mean buy lentils three times the price of normal <laughs> well exactly there is a lot of that there you know what I mean but what the weird thing is like with Hebden Bridge there's a massive anti-vax movement went on in there yeah, yeah so it, this is where the sort of like the, the sort of the, the far right meets the alternative scene sort of thing yeah. very much happened sadly in Hebden Bridge yeah. um, you you know, I'm not knocking the town, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I really do like it. I've got an awful lot of time for it still. But that side of things where everything's a bit crystals and a bit sort of like, you know. Mm. I like to look crime rate. You know, does it spike a little bit there for, you know, for those kind of, kind of towns? It's got its own crime problem as uh, Hebden Bridge. Yeah. Uh, biggest problem being the locals who aren't sort of a little bit alternative. Yeah. 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 Massive drug problem. All right. Yeah, they always sort of say like, you know, this is a tourist town with a drug problem. The yeah. saying has always been for Hebden Bridge, saying it's a drug town with a tourist problem. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is yeah, yeah, massive oh. heroin problem was oh going on God. for ages. Yeah, very good documentary called. Um, I think it's called I Dry My Tears and Walk Away. Oh, I believe it's called. Yeah, and it's comedy. <laughs> 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 Might cheer a little subject, but yeah, it's basically a chap who who 
did live in Hebden Bridge yeah. and he moved out I think he became a journalist if I remember rightly or a writer and he moved out and he found himself all the time you know getting contacted by his mates saying oh you know you, are you going to come back this weekend because it's Jeff's funeral it's Terry's funeral it's so and funeral and he was thinking what the fuck's going on here yeah, come on my mates yeah. are dying and he realised the reason was is because everyone just OD'd yeah. and again the issue you have in these towns beautiful though they are they're really nice the, use, the populations are all there because there were mills. Yeah. Take away the mills, no jobs, no mm, prospects. That's no, it, uh, yeah. it? And even yeah. like the towns and, and, and the way to get in and out of these towns, yeah. these narrow, just one little road in, yeah, one yeah, little road out. It's yeah. a local place for local people, isn't it? Yeah. It's that kind of, um, you're kind of trapped in it in a weird There sense. is, yeah. And also, you're, another big issue on those valleys along there, Todmorden and Hebden Bridge, all along there, is they have a thing, I think it's called. I've forgotten what it's called, something, Valley Fever, I think they call it. All right. And where, because of the high, steep cliff to the left and the right there, um, there's a lot of darkness through the year. So the days uh, aren't sort of like, you know, it's not like... Oh, it, God, yeah, you're losing about an hour's sunshine. More, way yeah. more. So the sun doesn't come up over the cliffs until sort of like 11 o'clock or something. Oh. And then it'll go down again on the other side at 2. Shit. Because you've got the high, your town that's in, yeah, in, a, in yeah. a very deep valley, so there's oh. a big issue there. Halifax, all these places. Oh, it sounds a bit haunting. It'd be right damp, won't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it does breed a little bit of an oddness. Yeah. It does breed, but, but perhaps all these little valleys. That's our, our version of Florida. Yeah. It's the anti-Florida, <laughs> where things are a little bit strange and unusual. It's like the upside-down version of Florida. So it's damp and cold and dark all the yeah. time and full of oddness. Oh, it's like the ducks instead of fucking crocodiles. Yeah, <laughs> that's a valley. You fight along there. You're yeah. definitely fighting your own demons. Well, that's yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> Sound like yeah, it. Yeah. But go to Hebden Bridge, it's a lovely town. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. like spoon of smack. <laughs> <laughs> We're cooking tonight. <laughs> Staying in Florida, I think. Oh, I think we nice. could stay in the area for a while because it's a little bit warmer than Hedden Bridge, isn't yeah, it? Especially yeah. at this time of year, you know. So we're going to go to Port Orange in Florida, right? Mm. And there's a guy here called Helmuth Kolb. And he's there, he's been down the shops, you know what I mean? His local supermarket. <laughs> he's, and been he's, yeah, shops. he's been down shops just there, and he gets. Um, and this is a shop called uh, the uh, in a local Win Dixie. So I don't know what that is. Oh. That must be sort of like a bit of a USA shop, or a bit, yeah. maybe even just a Florida shop. Who knows, right? So he's been down there, and he's he's approached this with this young woman, right, called Lauren uh, Lauren Benning, and she's there with a little daughter, eight year old daughter. You know what I mean? And the little daughter's dancing through aisles. Oh, and, oh and, yeah, really, really sweet, right? Um, and she's just sort of asking to him, like, "Wow, look at him!" Because he just came up and he started making comments about how pretty she was and how good her dancing was. And then sadly, he says that he could never have children. He would never have the opportunity to have children. Did this guy? You know, he's obviously feeling a bit sort of a bit lonely and all that sort of stuff. And uh, anyway, so she's oh well, thank you very much. That's really nice. Yeah, he says, yeah. oh, off she wanders. You know what I mean? Right? And he goes, but her opinion changed then when uh, Cole started chasing her down the parking lot and then allegedly told her, "Hey, hey, uh, I want to make a deal with you. I'd like to buy you for one hundred thousand dollars." Oh, she's so very. He's basically sort of saying how cute she is, what a great dancer. I want to buy her for one hundred thousand dollars. An eighty-five-year-old man. Nonce, nonce, nonce. So this isn't a guy who's in for the long term, is he? Eighty-five. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? A couple of years. Yeah, he's almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a couple of months at tops. Oh. 
so eight year old kid you know so of course she's absolutely freaked out right so first she said she was in complete shock right then <laughs> bystanders intervened and Kolb reportedly laughed at them Police arrived and found Kolb sitting on a bench outside the grocery store. And when they questioned Kolb about why he tried to purchase the child, he allegedly responded, We all like kids. Whoa. Can you imagine? Has he got any previous? Is he is he paedophile? Well, unfortunately for Mr. Kolb, we were able to confirm through his probation officer oh. that he's currently on probation for similar issues and he's not to have any contact with minor children. Oh. Kolb should have simply stuck to his grocery shopping. So unbeknownst to Benning at the time, he was already a registered sex offender on probation for a similar charge from 2018 where he attempted to purchase a different child. <laughs> right. As it works, though. Kolb grabbed a young girl at Walmart, kissing her wrist, and offered to buy her for 200000 Oh, you'd right. be really pissed I'd off, though. Be- <laughs> you'd be like, what? So we might, kid? Yeah, we're fucking five times more than well, that. We're halfway for 150 Let's do a deal. <laughs> So, get a bit of makeup on him. Fucking yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> but can you imagine this? At the time, Kolb had reportedly observed the girl and her mother sitting on a bench and began bidding for the child. Jesus. <laughs> the mother declined. Yeah, and tried to leave with the daughter, which is when he grabbed the girl's arm, uh. which is absolutely double intense, isn't it? That, you know oh, what I mean? he's smooching all over it. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry, yeah. Christ. 120,000. Just uh. 150. Why do you think it's... 250. Can you imagine? Only if she were tempted just for a second. <laughs> What gets me? He's a guy. He's eighty odd. He's eighty five. He's never had kids. Luckily, he's never exactly. You know what I mean, right? And has he just started doing this? Has his mind just gone a bit wonky? Or is it the case that he's 85, he's been up to something all his life because they need to look into where these fucking cold characters are? Exactly. Been. And how much money he's had for all his life? Has he been? Has he had a few kids? Has someone given in? 100 grand just to buy a kid out of a fucking supermarket. At least he's fair with his prices. He's <laughs> 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 a tempting price, isn't yeah, he? He's yeah. up there, you know what I mean? He can't like messing around like 25 grand or something. Yeah. Well, that's true. Uh, well, show me the money. What have you got? Have you really got it? You know, if he opens a little briefcase. Oh, Jesus. Maybe, yeah, maybe he has. Maybe he has bought kids before. Maybe just go around his house. He's got loads of them. <laughs> <laughs> he's right kind. So he's got a paddling pool and everything. Yeah. Like 100 grand, you think, well, I could take family on holiday. And it's cheaper with one kid down. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> meals out are a fucker, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the best thing is I think now they've nabbed Kolb. I think get him, yeah, yeah, get him all get, locked, get that up and locked up and tagged up and yeah. castrated and Jesus. I don't think castration works for him, does it? Don't it? No, no, it's, it's, it apparently comes from a different dry. This is what they said before all the time. We like paedophile nonces of all kinds. Oh, yeah. They're saying like um, they've said, oh, castrate him, castrate him. And even some paedophiles have gone forward and said, look, for fuck's sake, would you just castrate me? Because I can't get these thoughts out of my head. But they say it don't work. Oh shit! Yeah, it's coming from like almost like a different part of the head or a different what dry. What part is that? It's the absolutely wonky nonce part. You know? Oh shit! That's a dark, dark part, isn't it? Yeah, Fuck. yeah. No. It must be. Fucking horrible in a way, though. If you, if you, you know, if you obviously you don't like it. Mm. Suddenly you're getting all those intrusive thoughts. But I'm sure therapy must be able to help. Absolutely. Him you know, that's it. you know, I'm not a fan of. I think it's disgusting shock therapy. But shit, you'd be you'd be trying it, wouldn't you'd you? Be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Show me a picture. <laughs> <laughs> make it worse. <laughs> a massive boner. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you see Home Alone, that's it. Just, <laughs> just spurting off. <laughs> He's trying to look at crackhead picture of him when he's older than yeah, looking at movies. It all still works. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. 
Yeah, so luckily, I think they've got older Colby, he's been locked up, you know. So that's, uh, that's uh, yet again, I don't think we're going on the holidays to Florida. No. Too many sort of predators of every type, reptilian yeah. and pedophile. It's not the one to go at me. <laughs> Those tempting offers? No, no. <laughs> things about that particular story is that the mum was absolutely vigilant she was there wasn't she she yeah, was sort of like you know yeah, all that sort of thing it. you know but you know there's something that's been going on for a while which I thought found a bit weird is this but um, what do you think about kites kite flying yeah have you ever, have you ever taken the kids flying a kite no I haven't really maybe I should have done it might be all in my parenting I, can't, I, I like them because they're so old and they're just you know it's something has been about for so long I kind of like yeah I'd say yeah what do you give it a go I don't have to buy. Where do you buy kites from nowadays? You used to well, like, remember, obviously, you can buy them online and we have like some decent kites from Amazon. A little bit scared of power lines and stuff like that. Obviously, go somewhere where they haven't got it. Yeah, that's a probably I mean? good idea. Yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah. No, I it's, a, it's a rich tradition of kite flying. Yeah. And of course, it started at sort of like places like China. I thought that, yeah, yeah, China, China yeah. Far East, that sort of thing. You know? And they still do follow those traditions, which I, I really like. Do they, do fight, do they do fighting ones in Tibet, I think. Yeah, they well, they do it in India street. as well. They've got, there's a massive kite flying festival in India, right? It's absolutely huge. It's in the Gujarat district, you oh, know. Right. And they're still doing it now, you know. Yeah. But they do, you know, they've always tried to curb it a little bit. Be careful, you know, yeah. you've got to be careful. Because these kites aren't just ordinary kites, they're fucking massive. Yeah, them so, coming down on a crowd. It's yeah, be so there's some of them. Really big, but there's also another issue with these particular ones, yeah. because um, because six people, including three children, have died during wow. this kite flying festival. They die every year. Loads mm. of people die during the kite fly flying festival. Do you know why? What well, kite landing on their head? They are fighting kites, wow. and these fighting kites are big. Yeah. So yeah. They're and they're, they're, the the string or the twine that they use is immensely strong. Yeah. And they coat them in shattered glass. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the so the idea of this broken glass all over these things is to idea that you fight your kites. One string rubs against another, yeah, and the glass is meant to cut through. So you think, aha, I've won. Yeah. But the things are flying off all the rooftops in the houses, not just out in the fields. Yeah, they're yeah. flying them. It's like going to Leeds City Centre and flying off dozens and dozens oh, of cars. It's just all continuously around yeah. you. And, and uh, all like, like a load of houses just off your street. Yeah. So people are going out of the business and going along. Worst one seems to happen a lot. There's a lot of decapitation from motorcyclists. Oh. So these kites crash. There's a glass coated fucking oh. string across the line. And they've been cutting people's heads off. Oh, God. So what's in these kids? What's happened is they've been again same sort of thing. They're just walking along with the little kids and that, right? It says a two-year-old girl reportedly died after a kite string struck her neck while riding on a scooter with her father. Oh. So this thing is went zit, oh, went straight through. Suddenly your daughter's decapitated. Yeah, 
Rishab Verma, a seven-year-old boy riding on a scooter with his parents, also struck by a string. Struck by a string? It sounds nothing. But these things just go in. Apparently, it's a really thick a nylon. That's what they're using. Oh so Because, God. obviously, if you ever tried to snap nylon... Yeah, it ain't on, happening. Cord, caught it in fucking... And you know, like how a kite swoops, suddenly it's up in air, then it swoops down really fast. That line, she's going against it with force. Oh. Yeah, but this is the thing again with it. I mean, I, you know, India's an amazing place. People always say, oh, God, I'd love to go to India. It sounds so amazing. You go, the, the absolute kind of lack of respect for human life. Yeah. It just yeah. blows my mind because, yeah. like I said, they'll say, well, you know, it's a festival for flying kites. Let's just do that. One kid gets decapitated by a fucking twine, mm. a glass covered twine line. No more. Let's yeah, just stop doing that yeah. now because it's not worth it, you know. It's the thing of numbers, though, aren't there? There's just so many numbers yeah. of them there, and it is, life is cheap, isn't it? You know. I isn't? think once. I, I mean, you know, I don't want to be subject to generalise too much, but I always think if, if you're a mentally religious kind of um, uh, country yeah. where the afterlife is more important, this life, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's a massive issue there because you just think, oh well, they've died, they've gone on the next life. There's a little bit of a throwaway element yeah, of that, yeah. you know. Where for me, it's not. It's like thinking life I've got is, one credit. Yeah, that's, one credit. Yeah. Well, it's kind of precious you got yeah. to sort of enjoy it. don't bank on an afterlife yeah, yeah i think that's one thing that i'd always say about any life is just don't bank on an afterlife yeah, yeah. because a lot of the time the people were i think a lot of religion started saying why is life so hard here mm. people go oh don't worry you'll be rewarded in heaven because you've gone through all this that's exactly what religion is isn't it you yeah. know what i mean absolutely i i, I remember a uh, it was i think it was a bishop or some sort of clergyman or something and he was on the radio and they were talking about it he said well the way i look at things is if you look at the idea of odds, or you know, you t you're taking what's a risk factor. What's the you know? I'm I'm gambling. Perhaps eighty years of being pious and being good and doing my best and, and sacrifice, uh, in the hope of eternity. Mm. But if I squandered that time now, then I've I've wasted eternity. Mm. And I'm thinking, so you are so certain you're going to go on to some mad afterlife that's going to go on forever and ever and ever and ever. Big shit at gambling, that's what I hear. Gonna play poker, mate. Your head's all walking upside down. It totally is, you know. Because in a weird way, it's not like they even get the opportunity afterwards. If there is nothing after this, so it's like they're going right here we go. I'm going to heaven. It's not even to get the chance to sort of like open their eyes and go, oh shit, there's nothing. Yeah. No, there's just nothing. Yeah, yeah. The you blackness know? just fucking swallows them. Yeah, and I think as well, like, there's, there's no and there's no mention of hell in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's no hell. That's that's just a complete fiction, is that? Yeah. And that's basically come about from other old, far out older religions talking about afterlives and Hades and hells and various things yeah, like this, yeah. the underworlds yeah. that's what they're doing, and that was only invented to frighten us into doing, doing good doing what they want, good. and fucking yeah. putting that money in collection and fucking yeah. putting so it. now these idiots of the religious persuasion mm. are sort of like saying, I'm not saying all people are religious are idiots, mm. but I'm saying the people who have a religious persuasion, taking that risk, they're, they're believing something which is complete fiction within their own religion yeah. and they can even look back on it, the history of it, oh, it was virtually invented then yeah, was yeah. hell and Satan, but it's just not a real thing. If I went to Pearly Gates as well, I don't even want to know a god that doesn't who says to me, Well done, Ben, for fucking the fear of God and the promise of an afterlife that made you a good person. That's yeah. bullshit, you know. I mean, I just want to be a decent person, just do yeah. the right fucking thing. I don't have to have that threat of God or heaven or hell or all that well, shit. Well, it's like if, say, for example, the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses are all correct, you know, yeah. and JWs and all this sort of shit, and what they believe, all these people go to heaven. I don't want to be in that heaven. No, oh, well, well, yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, what a bunch yeah. of pious Imagine bores. how smug they'd be as well. Oh, it'd be unbe 
terrible smugness. Dreadful people. All fun people are outside doing something different, aren't yeah, we? You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, you can fucking shove it. I don't want to go to heaven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and all those poor stop flying fucking glass coated lines on kites. Yeah. Just just be kind to people. Stop fucking around with exactly. stuff like that. Just don't take the risk. Have Imagine that when you're conscious as well. You just suck an head off a fucking two-year-old. No, I, I do it. Absolutely fucking shit. Yeah, just have, have a word. Have a word. Mm. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> So if you did happen to die, mm. right? So if you did happen to die, you know, it's like you know this. Where, how do you want to go? Burned? Uh, chuck me in the sea. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, that's I, handy. Honestly, isn't it? I really would like that. Just fucking land me in the sea, pretty deep. You know, weigh me down. Just fucking let me sink to the bottom and let all crabs and shit eat me. Well, what yeah. happens if you're washed up? That's what I mean. Weigh me down. Don't just let me fucking just chuck me in fucking <laughs> surf. <laughs> I've been bobbing about all day and fucking swelling up on the beach. I want to be underwater. I can push you out with a long pole every, every time. Yeah. Someone burst his big belly, get oh. all gas out, he's a floater. No, I'd like that. I don't think you can be... I'm, I'm, I, I don't think, think you can, I don't think it's totally illegal. But Is it? I don't think so. How about a Viking burial for you? Yeah, well, fire up. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah, I'd like that. Little what boat, though. I don't want a bigger, you know, like a comedy little one. Yeah, that'd be quite a yeah. I'll put you in a right old car, set fire to the can, just push that into the sea. <laughs> yeah, an explosion. Actually, yeah. I want to be exploded. That's how it was. It Hunter S. Thompson. Do you see how he died? One of his things. Oh, no, because he shot himself, didn't he? He, sh- he did show- he shoot himself, which is obviously a little bit of a sad ending. Oh, see how he hit squad. Uh, no, because he'd always he he'd always said at Hunter S. Thompson that well, that's one of his things. He, he always wanted that out. But he were on the nine one one case. Apparently, he had information about nine one one a couple of days before it, and he was proper shouting about it. Two days later, dead. Really? Mm. What nine one one like nine eleven or yeah, just like na- calling all the police? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! Nine eleven, one with planes. Oh no! So the way Hunter S. Thompson died. He he he, or he he did kill himself and everything, but then his funeral, I think he was paid for by Johnny Depp. All right. And he wanted to be blasted into sort of, <laughs> into space, well, into space, into the air. Yeah. Um, and he, so he, he was cremated, his ashes, and there was this massive cannon built, right? Wow. And on the end of this cannon was some massive, like, firework shit, like a fist. <laughs> and it fired off into the air and blew up in the sky Jeez. and blew all his ashes all up at the shot. <laughs> I like it, yeah. It's a bit new, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit different. <laughs> Good day out as well, wasn't it? Yeah, well, one, one thing I've seen was there's a new way of, of being disposed of in uh, California, I think it is. Oh, you know, those new things like yeah. that. And, uh, it, the way they're doing it over there is you can you go into these cells. It's like a big like a big beehive. Yeah, these yeah. big hexagonal cells, and in these cells, these you get kind of put into one. But these you're load, dead. You're dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But these loads are like composting materials, right. and they use like temperature materials and biodegradable sort of thing to just basically render you down in the compost yeah. over a, a sort. Of, I don't know what the time level is, but over a series of a, a, a matter of time, yeah. and you turn into composty mud. Wow. But it's really fertile. This stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the bags of compost get given to your relatives. Whoa. What about the bones and teeth and all? I don't know about them really. I'd imagine they maybe may, may grind them, mill them down a bit. So yeah. Maybe the whole lot just goes through like a bit of a mincy machine. That's good in a way. They yeah. do slap a mint garden and grow something in it. Yeah. 
I'm surprised it's legal, but that's cool. Yeah, it's, well, I think they're looking at new ways because actually, like a, um, a cremation is not very sort of eco friendly at all. Oh, right. Because you're using massive amounts of fuel to burn something about one and a half thousand degrees or yeah, something. Yeah. And, and the end result is loads of smoke going in the atmosphere. Loads it's a shit way of doing loads it. Loads of fatty smoke. Yeah, yeah, loads of fatty smoke going everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just not an eco friendly way of getting rid of bodies. Right. Burying's good, but we're running out of space. You shouldn't be just burying people all yeah. over the place. Which, although I don't think it's a bad thing, really. Yeah. I think the next best thing is this eco compost kind of malarkey. Yeah, well, I think well. that's the way to do it. A good one, though, a good way of going. It's the, in the ancient city of Assos in Turkey, right? And this is by Joanna Gillen for ancientorigins.net. And there existed a bizarre phenomenon. The stone sarcophagi within the Assos necropolis could decompose bodies unusually fast. Right. So instead of taking between 50 and 200 years for the bodies inside to disintegrate, yeah. which is the usual amount of time it takes, because yeah. obviously you can bury it, dig up a body now, it's 100 years old, it's still there, right? They just took 40 days. Wow, and that's it, gone? Yeah, gone, Boom. done. Just turned to absolute mush, right? Yeah. Hence they became known as sarcophagos, right? Sarcophagus. Yeah. In Greek, which translates to flesh eater. Shit. And that's what sarcophagus means. Wow. Flesh eater, right? So Assos is a small, historically rich town in the Kanakal province of Turkey, founded from 1000 to 900 BC by Aeolian colonists from Lesbos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the settlers built a Doric temple to Athena on top of the crag in 530 BC, from which Hermias, a student of Plato, ruled the region bringing great prosperity and transforming Assos into a centre for some of the greatest philosophers in the world. Cool. It is here that Aristotle was married to Pythia in 348 BC. This golden period of Assos ended several years later when the Persians arrived oh and subsequently tortured Hermias to death. Yeah. And the Persians were driven out by Alexander the Great in 334 BC and it was then ruled for a century by the kings of Pergamon before they lost control of the city and it was absorbed by the Roman Empire. Wow. Yeah. So the first sarcophagi appeared in Assos' necropolis in the 5th century BC and there were simple coffins made from adensite stone or andesite stone with a flat covered top. But they don't know why or what the properties were that actually did this. There's one of those yeah. sarcophagus now. Yeah, that's it. So they're just basically big stone slabs and they don't know what it could be that's done it. What's your thoughts? Well, one last, you know, my idea of it, it's in uh, underground, in stone. Do you think is it like the mould, like a mouldy? They kept above ground. Are there? These sarcophagi were kept above ground. It's a stone. Fucking hell, it's an I don't know, unless it's that particular stone. Is it mineral rich in something that helps along? I'm it's, thinking it's not. I, my my opinion of it's because the area is it's quite warm. Yeah. And I'm wondering, it's a sealed hot container. Yeah. And it's sort of like like if you keep a packed lunch in a sort of like a yeah. Tupperware or something, it just turns to soup in oh no man, time. Have you got a sandwich and a banana in Tupperware? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's some magic mix in it. <laughs> fucking hell! It ain't even open. That banana's not even open. Yeah, fucking hell! My lunch time it's fucked. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Your sandwich tastes more banana -y than the banana. You're looking at some deep ass magic, is that? <laughs> 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 it's just chucked a banana in. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they did. They did a fucking lob of banana in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the. 
Yeah. Wait, oh, I got a banana in here. <laughs> Jesus, it could have been here for years. Forty days later, they open it all up. It's just a fucking banana leather. <laughs> okay, look at it. Stinks of bananas. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I think it could be something like that. Or like you say, some it's, it's a hot country. You're in a sealed container. You yeah. basically turn to just biodegradable soup, aren't you? Yeah, some sort. I bet yeah. it's doubly manky if it's sealed like that. You know, if it's open to yeah. fresh air, you might get a bit crusty or something. Mate. You're just gonna go all juicy and pumped up. I've always been a big fan of the Indian towers of silence. Oh, <laughs> 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 fucking so am I, <laughs> massive man. <laughs> <laughs> Always, <laughs> even as a little kid, you, you, you fail to mention this one before. Yeah. To see so fucking into it. Oh, I meant to say something. It's silent, isn't it? Indian towers of silence. The Indian towers of silence, and what these were, these were open air funerals, sort of thing. Oh, right. So what you do is, they have these. These buildings are sinister, yeah. super, super sinister. The great tall, open top towers. Yeah. And they had a, like it's almost like a basin shape, like a, a shallow dish to the surface to the top of it. And you, as a dead person, would be hauled up there, right? Yeah. And then there was a particular kind of sort of guy who dealt with the bodies. And what you do is, a lot of the time, the old time, just with stones, we just basically smash all your bones open, yeah. break your head open, everything, yeah. cut your guts out, drag you all over, and just leave you Fuck there. Birds, for the vultures would come. Yeah. So the vultures would all come down and eat your body and all that sort of stuff. You know, I quite like the idea of that. You know, I read this book once, and it turned out. Um, yeah. Basically, the third eye, it's called. It really big. I've got the... one of them. It <laughs> <laughs> was the brown eye. <laughs> but back in there, you know, I was going through my hippie stage about 18 and that, and this book was probably oh, yeah, really. Massive burning ass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the third eye by someone, someone, and he said that basically were. Um, he was born and then the, in Tibet and then all monks came and said you're a chosen one we know about stars and took him to the yeah. temple and said you, you will be one of the biggest kind of and he, he bullshitters yeah but he is <laughs> funnily yeah. enough one of the biggest bullshitters ever to live because his story told you all about the flight kayan and the you know the strings and if the flight kayan the flight kayan kayan flying kites <laughs> fighting kites <laughs> right okay uh, <laughs> I'm telling a tale here wrongly please <laughs> uh, and then he would talk to you about when he died in Tibet they'd get you and lobby off this fucking particular um cliff and there were like rays of fucking rocks at the bottom of it oh. so when you hit you just exploded and that were all vultures and that then he started getting into astral travelling and third eye and all this and it, you know I, the book, it out. I thought that's amazing you know what I mean and did a little bit of modern research on it a couple of years ago and I said oh no a complete bullshit book you're a plumber from fucking oh, Wales oh <laughs> it is the pl- yeah the uh, yeah, the, 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 the plumber of Lahore yeah yeah it was yeah. I took it all in like a decade you know what I mean but some of it were actually real so I don't know if that is real or not yeah very interesting character but we, we, we need to cover him at some point please yeah. do because I, I believe him for years I really yeah. love that book I read it two or three times just thought that's an amazing story is that? And it just well like, that's I think it was the absolute certainty that he, he kind of flapped it all out with yeah, you know? yeah. he, he just without any doubt without any shadow of doubt he said oh this is how it is this is what happens this is what happens when you die all yeah. sorts of stuff he wasn't even just a plumber from fucking Wales it's just fucking craziness yeah. but yeah going back to it yeah getting spread out and eaten by birds that's another I, I quite like that I quite like that yeah just peck yeah. to bits you yeah. can do it in the back garden here if you like say <laughs> <laughs> that along, though. peck to bits by birds I've had that all my life. 
Fucking peck, 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 peck. Don't wash it up. It's a fucking hell. It's want... never good enough, am I? Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> proper 1970s humour there. <laughs> boom, boom. No, no take my wife. No, please, take my wife. <laughs> Mother-in-law. This one sort of started at the uh, about December time did this story, but you know we weren't we weren't broadcasting at the time. It yeah. caught my eye, and I was kind of interested in this particular story, you know. And it was like, it's, New York is a is a city that's well known for its rodent problem. Yeah, you the know, big fucking rats there, aren't a they? big fucking yeah. rats. Yeah, and they're this renowned is, for it. Aren't yeah, they, yeah. Well. well, I think part of the problem as well is is the unique heating system they have in New York. You know, they yeah. have like a. Uh, it's basically there's a. I don't know how much it still exists now, but it used to be things like remember, like with taxi driver, din, 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 yeah, din, 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 steam din, din, coming out, steam coming out all of the ground. Uh, it's because that is a a, a citywide heating system shit. that runs through on on this hot heated air that runs through, and you can just have it kind of piped up into your building. Right. And so there's, but so there's a network of warm, warm air running yeah. throughout the city underground. Pipes warm, so yeah. the other side of pipe. All so these, yeah, they're the all cozy and toasty. Eating still... McDonald's and fucking yeah, kebabs. Eat, yeah, t- absolutely. This is it. You know, so it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as well, the way that the uh, tenement buildings in New York, which are all sort of still there, these yeah. all the you know, the sort of like eight or nine sort of story buildings, which all these housing around there, the way they're constructed with this pipe work that runs warm air through the building mm. just perfect conduits for rats to get in and out you know so it does look like still i was watching one of the week and it was you know rats in new york and the shit that were in that alleyway it yeah. was just like what the hell is that well there's, there's quite a few little clubs getting together now you know yeah. in new york um where they're all getting like um like jack russell's and ratters all oh, right they're all going ratting in yeah. groups right <laughs> so it's pr- but they're, they're not sort of like nasty characters they're yeah. sort of like pretty kind of Just you know taking down the problem yeah themselves. so they're all getting together on like a tuesday night or something yeah. going out with the dogs going, out going, going ratting with oh, dogs you cool. know so you can flush them out somewhere yeah you know? so they're all going to talk catching rats and carrying on like this right but because that's not good enough what they're needed now is a new york city is advertised for a new Rat czar, right? So basically, what we want is a guy who's in there who's going to take over things. You know what I mean? Wants yeah, to sort of like yeah. be a guy in charge of the rat problem. And, the li- rat. and they're advertising for it now. So the city's d- uh, office of the deputy mayor of operations published a job listing for the position of rat czar. Wow! Right? Do you have what it takes to do the impossible? Asks the listing. <laughs> a virulent vehemence for vermin. A background in urban planning, project management, or government. <laughs> and most importantly, the drive, determination, and killer instinct needed to fight the real enemy. New York's relentless rat population. Jesus, that's a task. It is, right? And they're saying they want somebody, the city is seeking somebody who is highly motivated, somewhat bloodthirsty, with stamina and stagecraft. Stage crap. You'll need a swashbuckling attitude, <laughs> crafty humour, and a general aura of badassery. What? <laughs> That's painting a right picture, isn't it? Who the fuck is this? Oh. I think whoever they're going to get is going to be a wrong un. Uh, they're going to be too dangerous. They end up doing something like blowing half the city up or something. That's that really advertising wrong there. It is. And what, what, what do you think the pay will be for the take-on pay for that kind of job? 
You need 100 grand at least. 120 to 170 thousand dollars. Ooh, tasty. I think you're up for it, Arkid. Have you ever killed a rat? Mm, yeah, with me bare hands. What? Yeah, weirdly enough, I was trying to get Fucking a job. Us. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> oh, I forgot about it. It's not as hard as it sounds. But we're trying to get this job and it were uh, renovating a vicarage and our lads were going to be a nanny and we'd come back from time we'd have anywhere to fucking stay oh and that were a weird job oh, wasn't it were awful and they had this it was middle of fucking Lincolnshire and they had this big vicarage and this fucking mouldy old bungalow that we lived in next door to it but on the interview night you know we went to meet him uh, and we're in the front room and I'm basically saying he's going yeah yeah so it's renovating the house you know what I mean so, you know painting decorating all that sort of stuff taking t- kids to school in my car and I've got loads of animals fucking I've got like fucking lemurs sheep fucking peacocks everything you know what I mean so I had to look after all them which I love um, but I'm trying to be all like yeah I can do everything and then cat bursts into the room with this fucking rat half dead you know what I mean <laughs> rat, rat starts screwing under the fucking floorboard she's fucking going crazy it's woman you know what I mean bloat's going crazy I'm like fucking hell I'm supposed to be like the man who does this yeah, you know what I mean yeah. I said have you got any kitchen rolls I'm on a fucking touch it you know what I mean fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> the assassin! <laughs> but I've got a big water fucking kitchen roll. Yeah. And cat were helping anyway. You're on the other side of Wells Dress or whatever. And he fucking managed to grab on of it, you know what I mean? With so, kitchen roll? I know, because I thought it would go bite me, man. I thought, oh, fuck it, I could feel rat teeth on me, you know what I mean? But I managed to get it back. I squeezed his ass. Oh, you never! <laughs> squeezed his ass. I could have just felt his snap and his limpness, you know what I mean? And I, I went out front door and loved it. And I think it got caught in a tree, to be honest. Yeah, I loved it as hard as I could. Darkest thing I've ever <laughs> Got a job though. <laughs> no one. Everything, you know, we need you to cut this tree down. Alright. Have you got a kitchen, right? <laughs> Car was oh, down. Oh, get a bit of one sheet. That'll smell, eh? <laughs> Couple of, couple of pieces of plenty and I'll get this car started. Oh man, it was, I've got some ridiculous stories. Oh, this this llama's ill. Why are we going to kill this? I, I punched the llama. He spat in my face. It, oh, and it, was, it grobbed right in my fucking face, man. And I just automatically punched it in its chops and nearly brought me out. <laughs> <laughs> it was like hitting the wall. You should have covered yourself in a bit of kitchen roll. Yeah. You know, right? <laughs> Big gloves and that. Come on. Llama. <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, I think you're the man for the fucking rat. I'll give it a go. We can do it with bare hand. Give me some kind of Tommy gun or something. You don't need Tommy gun. You need fucking (laughs) (laughs) big pallet pallets of kitchen kitchen rolls. That's all I need. That's how you're running around saying, "Where's that? Where's that rat's are going?" Oh, he's under fucking warm pipes already, (laughs) completely coated in a suit of kitchen (laughs) rolls. Fully protected, Skip. (laughs) But how the hell is he like mass poisoning? Do you get the Jack Russells? The, the only time I've done them, because it, it's like, I'm, I'm not one for, I don't like killing stuff. No, I, really I know, don't, I know, know. I'm saying But our, our garden got infested with rats once. Yeah. Not this one here, it was one at other houses. What it is, I cut down a load of pine trees and stacked them all up. Yeah. And I thought, I'll get rid of those in summer, you know nah. what I mean? The fucking rat, the neighbour came out, horrible woman she was, really, like, hard-faced woman. Yeah. She came out and says, you do realise you've got massive rats in your garden, don't you? I'm oh, like going, what? Shit. I'm like going, because I've seen them coming in and out of those trees you've cut down. I'm like, oh, oh shit. Fuck. We've all got little kids and stuff. They go, I don't want a garden full of rats. What am yeah, I going to do? So anyway, I wasn't sure about this. Anyway, I saw this fucking rat coming out. This is the biggest rat I've ever seen. It was uh, massive. Big fat ass on it uh, and everything. You in know? your land. 
on my land. I'm thinking, oh, this is no good. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I've got some traps, big traps. You yeah, know, these big yeah. traps. I thought that's the only thing I can get to get these rats. Put them out. Came out next day. Killed a blackbird. <gasps> exactly. Absolutely oh. mortified. I'm thinking, oh, this is awful. So I had to get rid of these traps. I thought that's not going to work. Yeah, I have yeah. to kill these rats. Poison's terrible. I've got kids. Every and I thought the only thing, only thing I do, shoot them. Yeah. So I had to just stake it out outside. Wow. Really frosty, cold evening. Oh, nice, yeah. man. Stayed out all day. Got all wrapped up in all blankets. Covered yeah. myself in blankets. Got this Full rifle. Camouflage. Yeah, air rifle already. Hot tea outside like that, you know. Really, I thought it's too cold. Rats aren't going to come out now. Yeah. Anyway, next thing, an hour later, out creeps one of these rats. And I thought, and you always think, it's a fair distance, is it? I've only got an air rifle. Yeah, yeah. Picked up, bang, you. shot yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Shot oh, all the rats one at a time. Wow. Yeah, killed all the rats. Kill them, Matt. Look yeah. at you, blood. It's one of these things I don't like. You don't like to sort of say, I'm actually a good shot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've got a raster. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few actually coming back to me. I was in like fucking three houses ago. It was like a, um, a, not a through terrace, just a terrace, you know, back to back. Yeah. Um, and he had a cellar and that, and he was pissing it down outstairs. And this cellar was just full of shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it was like torrential rain. And I already had a little air, uh, BB gun down there. And I just had it randomly, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I'm having a smoke and that. You know, I think I'm reading some of your 14 times. You can oh, do like right. a fucking massive thing of 14 oh, times. Oh, they go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm and Sorry. But you're all this scrabbling around outside, you know, like coal shoot, you know. Yeah. I mean? I'm thinking, oh, shoot, what's that scrabbling thing? It's not a dog, that is a, f- a rat's burying its way in out of oh, way, you know. No. I mean, it's a fucking air rat, you know, my BB gun and that. Locked and loaded, you know what I mean? Fucking put it, you know, basically aiming where the noise is coming from. Yeah. The rat comes, I mean, this head comes out of it. I see the rat, the rat sees me through the sights of my fucking gun. Yeah. Guess what happens next? You shut yourself? Yeah, I scream. <laughs> I scream like a girl and went, Aah! and ran upstairs. <laughs> I freaked out. I thought all I had to do was squeeze trigger. I screamed and oh, ran off. Man. <laughs> I can't see a BB gun killing a rat though. I don't know. Right between ratty eyes, it might have gone back outside or something. Yeah, it might have scared it off. Yeah. It might it moving in like it did with all its mates. <laughs> it's how it did actually. I had to fucking strip that cell. It was horrible. Yeah, but I. Uh, and maybe you're not built for the uh, rats, are they? Yeah, yeah, maybe not after that. Oh, what you need? You didn't need your BB gun, did you? You need a few sheets of one sheet again. Yeah? <laughs> Get here. Kitchen roll. <laughs> <laughs> the three ply assassin will call you. Feeling very bloodthirsty, you don't want to kill sort of like animals. We don't want to kill animals, do we? No, really? We want not to really. like coexist with them happily as yeah, possible, yeah. really. Control, you know? yeah. same with rats, I don't want to wipe them off the planet, but yeah, but they do take the piss to rats, exactly. Don't they? Give them an inch, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> take your house. <laughs> <laughs> But thing is, you see, what you need to do is find an environment where you can actually culture these creatures and see what happens. You yeah, know? yeah. What you need is Universe 25. Universe 25? And this was a mouse utopia that was created by a scientist. All right. And this is um, and this is from James Felton, who's the senior staff writer for IFLScience.com, right? And it's, it's, it's a story he's, he's covered. Because it's uh, it's not it's quite an old story, this one. But it's, it's something that occurred, which I find interesting. Ooh. And he writes... 
Over the last few hundred years, the human population of Earth has seen an increase, taking us from an estimated 1 billion in 1804, right, mm -hmm. to 7 billion in 2017. Wow, That's where we are at the moment, Jesus. you know. And throughout this time, concerns have been raised about the numbers may outgrow our ability to produce food, leading to widespread famine. Some, the Malthusians, so I don't know who they are, I didn't really have a chance to look this up, even took the view that as resources ran out, the population would control itself through mass deaths until a sustainable population was reached. Now, I'm one of the people who actually believes this as well. This is where we can start at getting things like certain diseases, famines. Yeah. Weird things pop up to, to, to say... Right, this is it. I mean, you could actually argue that COVID could have been the first, like the forerunner of that kind of malarkey, yeah, yeah. you know. So as it happens, advances in farming, changes in farming practices, and new farming technology has given us enough food to feed 10 billion people. Wow. So for now, we're kind of kind of in the, in the yeah, clear yeah. for now, you know, but it's not something we can keep going with. And it's how the food is distributed which has caused mass famine and starvation. And as we use our resources and climate crisis worsens, this could all change. But for now, we have always been able to produce more food than we need, even if we've lacked the will or ability to distribute it to those that need yeah, it. Yeah, sharing it fairly, isn't it? This is it, you see. Mm. But while everyone was worried about the lack of resources, one behavioural researcher in the 1970s sought to answer a different question. What happens to society if all our appetites are catered for and all our needs are met? Mm. So that's the thing that we need. It's like, you know, because people have always talked about utopia. The, the, um, we, we have spoke about this on the podcast before, the idea that dystopian fiction is sort of yeah. telling all these sort of dark, weird stories, which I personally adore. I, yeah, love, yeah. I love dystopian fiction. But the dystopian fiction writers are starting to take a little bit of responsibility, in their opinion, for thinking, well, perhaps we're actually creating a little yeah. bit of dystopia because that's all we're talking about. Yeah, like you said before, we're not telling like the happy stories where it works. We have to have a nightmare yeah, world. This is we? it, you know what I mean? So what they wanted to do is, is, is perhaps revisit some of H.G. Wells' utopian visions, which mm -hmm. he looks at, you know? And that's what this particular scientist was looking at, John B. Calhoun. He wanted to create a utopia for mice. Oh, bless. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. J oh, Mr. Jingles. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's from fucking Green Mile, in it? The little mouse, in I've it? I've never seen it. And yeah. No, there's loads of stuff I've not yeah, seen. It's all right. You Mike TV, you've seen them all. <laughs> seen everything. <laughs> seen a, you, you, what have you seen on television? Everything. All of it. All of television <laughs> I view, you know? <laughs> That's why you're going back to all reruns all the time because you've run out of telly. You've done telly. All of it. There's loads in your telly, don't you worry, Ark. Give me a watch any of it, you just watch Columbo right, 24-7. <laughs> <it's his> <laughs> so in this study, he took four breeding pairs of mice and placed them inside a utopia. The environment was designed to eliminate problems that would lead to mortality in the wild. They could access limitless food via 16 food hoppers, accessed via tunnels, which would feed up to 25 mice at a time, as well as water bottles just above them. So there's mm. water, there was food, easy access for anyone who needed to get to it, as many as they needed, you know? No predators, no accidents. <laughs> no. Nesting material was provided. The weather was kept at 68 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 20 degrees centigrade, which, for those who aren't mice, uh, <laughs> for those of you who aren't mice, is a perfect mouse temperature. Oh. Yeah? <laughs> the mice were chosen for their health, obtained from the National Institute of Health 
um, breeding colony. So they've got their own mice there, yeah. like a, a, a really healthy sort of like genetic. Yeah, yeah really yeah. good mice. Yeah. So extreme precautions were taken to stop any disease of any kind yeah. from entering the universe. So it was a disease sterile zone. Wow. Yeah. As well as this, no predators were present in the utopia. Which sort of stands to reason. It's not often something is described as a utopia, but also there were lions there picking us all off one <laughs> by one, you know? The experiment began, and as you'd expect, the mice used the time that would usually be wasted in foraging for food and shelter for having excessive amounts of sexual intercourse. Mm. So, which is, the, I mean, which is what with humans would do, I think. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, day you, off. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it. that's it. So, <laughs> <laughs> day off, always at it. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps in your utopia. <laughs> I seem to do lots of fucking dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so about every 55 days, the population doubled as the mice filled the most desirable space within the pen, where access to the food tunnels was of ease. So when the population hit 620, that slowed to doubling around every 145 days. Whoa. So that's about three times the, you know, the times yeah, it was, yeah. you know, rough, roughly around. As the mouse society began to hit problems, the mice split off into groups, and those that could not find a role in these groups found themselves with nowhere to go. God. So they created sort of like weird societies. Yeah, That's yeah. what they're doing. These sort of like family or social groups formed, and there was people within those groups that could not find a, a, a niche within them. Yeah. In the normal course of events in natural ecology, um, somewhat more young survive to maturity than are necessary to replace the dying, right? So, for example, yeah. you know, the young, do, do, there's more of them... I mean, look at Japan. Yeah. It's, it's a senile society. There's not enough young people being replaced to actually, you know, yeah, more yeah. people, die, old people dying than the young people breeding, creating children. That's what a normal society works, is the fact is there's more young born, and they yeah. look after the old people, the old people die, and that's how society grows, right? Uh-huh. But the excess within that society who can't find a niche... Yeah naturally emigrate. Ah, So that's what they do, they actually move out. And that's also a really good thing for uh, uh, genetic purity as well, because then, you know, rather than having just one town where everyone lives in one town, um, they've already said at one point one of the greatest things for genetic um, um, reproduction or or, uh, diversity was the invention of the bicycle. Because it was a cheap mode of transport, you could get from one town to another to actually fornicate with another village. (laughs) Within another village, whereas a lot of people inbreeding was terrible within uh, all society and villages because you just had sex with the village that you were in. To travel outside, it was a dangerous prospect. Everything you needed, society, food, everything that a familiarity was in that one village. But the idea that you could actually access another village quickly by bicycle was so you are. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, Yeah, it was was a really good thing. But the excess that finds no social niche emigrates, right? But here, the excess could not emigrate within the mouse oh. utopia. Because there's nowhere else to go. Yeah, they're stuck in it. The mice that found themselves with no social role to fill became isolated. Males who failed withdrew physically and psychologically. They became very inactive and aggregated in large pools near the centre of the floor of the universe. Mm. So around these little sort of these areas, there's like an empty area in the middle. Mm. All these mice with nowhere to go went to the centre together, yeah. all of them, right? From this point on, they no longer initiated interaction with their established associates, nor did their behaviour elicit attack by territorial males. Even so, 
They became characterised by many wounds and much scar tissue as a result of attacks by other withdrawn males. Oh, the fighting within themselves. That's it. So, th- so the other little societies in these little pockets and tunnels and breeding areas, yeah. those males in those dominant males with those areas weren't coming out and attacking them. Yeah. They were in this weird little sort of like all male or, or, or there's some females on all males sort of like it's prison yard, isn't it? Pri- you said it. It became they almost generated their own prison yard Shit. in the middle and attacked each other. On occasion, most of the time they spent withdrawal just blank yeah, as yeah. mice, you know. Withdrawn males would not respond during the attacks, oh. they would lie there and mobile, but then later on they would attack others in the same pattern. God. So they'd lay there and be attacked, and yeah, then they would passive. attack others, and they'd Lingo, be passive. Yeah, oh, Jesus. but sick. the female counterparts of these isolated males withdrew as well. Some mice spent their days preening themselves, shunning mating, and never engaging in fighting. Due to their excellent fur coats, they were dubbed the beautiful ones. <laughs> now, what's that like? TikTok? Oh, man, yeah. So it's nothing about sort of like mating. These people just yes. making themselves beautiful. For beauty's sake, they weren't mating, they weren't breeding. Yeah. They were just becoming beautiful, just to be beautiful for beauty's sake. And it's like they they're not accepted, or they feel like they're not accepted, so they just preen and preen. Then they can look at themselves and <coughs> think, "I'm beautiful." I well, there's that, but then again, look at the isolated males here now. Yeah, well, yeah. If you ask me, what why is, what isolated males who aren't breeding, spending the time, fucking the mad on cage fighting, they're yeah. just watching, yeah, the, yeah. you know, incels. Yeah, I I think fighting as a pastime or as a spectator sport is higher than ever. Yeah. It used to be just boxing, Queensbury rules. Yeah. Look at fucking cage fighting and mixed martial arts. Just, just kicking fuck out I don't of each get other. The cage fighting, yeah. it's and weird. People, so many people are watching, enjoying. It. I'm thinking, and it seems to be normalised this enjoyment yeah. of this violence. And I'm thinking, the, watching that violence on that level, people, say, oh, it's all right. It's fine. No, it's not fine. Yeah. Watching people attack each other is not good. Yeah. You know, and all right, the, you know, you like your boxing, yeah, yeah. and but the, it's it's combat with a certain sort of very very strict rules to yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I don't like watching boxing personally. I'm not a fan, yeah. but. There's something about that. I think that's the the limit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But when you like in the octagon, knock your fuck out of yeah. each other, and other people trying to it's do like it. rubbing all the nuts in each other and stuff, <laughs> though, isn't it? It's like I'm watching that. Yeah, but there's a lot of that is um, uh, uh, very much the alpha humiliating who they, yeah, they, they've yeah. defeated. I remember seeing it. It was a terrible scene. It was a, a dying bull elephant. And he'd been like the master of the sort of like pack, if you like, yeah. or whatever you call it, you know. And he was dying, and and it was at night, and the other males, the younger males, started attacking this male. Oh and it was sorry, it slumped down in this pool. It knew it was. Oh. And these other all the other males lined up one by one, climbed aboard it, and pretended to fuck it. Oh, you joking? All dicks out, riding it like fuck oh. this old male. It's sexually humiliating ritual that the elephants were going through to so just sort of say, you, you know, where the dumb, daddy, you're, yeah, yeah, you're, you're being dumb, yeah, now. that's it. So you can sort of compare that kind of thing yeah. of utter humiliation, you know. The breakdown of usual mouse behaviour wasn't limited to the outsiders. The alpha male mice became extremely aggressive. These are ones in the, in the breeding colonies, yeah, who were the yeah. alphas there, right? They started attacking others, others with no motivation or gain for themselves and regularly raped both males and females, did these oh. mice. Violent encounters sometimes ended in mouse-on-mouse cannibalism. This is a society with everything they need to eat, everything yeah, they need to they drink, complete. They don't need to be doing this. This is what occurred. 
And despite, or perhaps because of, their every need being catered for, mothers would abandon their young or merely just forget about them entirely, leaving them to fend for themselves. The mother mice also became aggressive towards trespassers to their nests, with males that would normally fill this role banished to other parts of the utopia. So the females become almost like lionesses. Yeah. They sort of said, these are our areas now. Yeah, yeah. And this aggression spilled over and the mothers would regularly kill their young, and infant mortality in some territories in the utopia reached 90%. My God. This was all during the first phase of the downfall of the utopia. In the phase Calhoun termed the second death, Whatever young mice survived the attacks from their mothers and others would grow up around these unusual mouse behaviours. As a result, they never learned usual mice behaviours, and many showed little or no interest in mating, preferring to eat and preen themselves alone. They all became the beautiful ones. Oh, man. The population peaked at 2,200, short of the actual 3,000 mouse capacity of the universe. And from there came the decline. Many of the mouse weren't interested in breeding and retired to the upper decks of the enclosure where the others formed into violent gangs below, (laughs) which would regularly attack and cannibalise other groups as well as their own. The low birth rate and high infant mortality combined with the violence, and soon the entire colony was extinct. Oh, God. During the mouse apocalypse. Food remained ample and their every need completely met. Oh, God, that's terrifying. Yeah, he termed this thing as behavioural sink. And he said, for an animal so simple as a mouse, the most complex behaviours involved the interrelated set of courtship, maternal care, territorial defence and hierarchical intergroup and intergroup social organisation. These were essentials to people, like what they refer to as a society. It's almost like the ability to survive or to strive was necessary, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that shows what happens when perhaps everything becomes too comfortable, too organised, too sort of laid on for you. I read a really weird one the other week, uh, and you were on about like the drug studies kind of came from like one block in the 60s and got a rat, put it in a cage, give it some water, some food, and then like some liquid cocaine in another feeder. And rats just sat there, tries cocaine, like gets hooked on it immediately, it's yeah, on yeah. It all the time. And saying it's like, yep, that's like normal animal behavior. It's there, you try it, you get hooked on it, you know what I mean? You stay on it. And then years later, someone's like, oh, I want to do that again. You know, you just like keep yeah. it in a fucking cage. You know what I mean? It's bored out of its head. So they made a little paradise foot rat, you know, not too much. You know what I mean? I think there's only a couple of rats in it. You know, it's got loads of food and loads of toys, loads of stuff. Yeah, to do, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, they tried the cork and they're like, nah, and then just left it alone. You know, yeah. they, they didn't go back to it, you know, because it was like satisfied in its. Um, in its busyness, but that takes it to a massive level, doesn't it? That is well, it does, but I mean, I, I'd say, well, change change that behaviour, or change the cocaine, change that for alcohol. Yeah, in, yeah. in the British society as it stands, you know what I mean? And it's like, if you, if you, you know, all it's, I mean, from from a very young age for me, it was like from the age of sort of like, well, 15, 16 sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, thrust into a big factory setting, you know, loads of blokes, a boring job, yeah. you're slogging away all the time, so you're getting up early in the morning, going to work, coming home, mm-hmm. what do you do on an evening to relax? 
you look at a fucking television, yeah. you go to work the next day. So the stimulate your, your actual level of stimulation is is well, you're sat in a fucking cage, you're sat yeah. in a box, you know. So what do you do to enjoy yourself? Like everybody has done, sort of like for a lot of years in, in the UK, go out and get pissed. Yeah. You know, the booze was a thing, and that's what yeah. it is. It's you're in a cage, and you're taking some sort of stimulant. But if you're in an environment which is a lot more stimulating, you're doing things yeah. which stimulate and enjoy and, and, and engage you, and especially in social circles amongst other people, group and team support, sports and things. Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic for people. Do you think if you introduced a cat into that mousetopia, would it have done them a lot of good? Because I think it would. I, no, um, I, I, but I do see what you're saying. I think the possibility of cat yeah. um, and the occasional introduction of cat at times, say like on a regular time where they might think, oh yeah. shit, cat's coming, yeah, yeah, something like that. It could do. I think also perhaps more effort to find the food would have been. You yeah, know, for example, yeah, after like, yeah, 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 that's it, you know. And um, perhaps a wider. There's lots of things you could have done with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I saw it once, I don't know if you remember the news reports, but over at towards uh, Bempton. Which yeah. is sort of like a, the east coast of Yorkshire, yeah. uh, 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 and up towards the well, the light, uh, our favourite lighthouse there. You yeah, know, we're going they, to yeah, 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 so, yeah, so yeah. all up, all up around there. There was a, a a mouse boom. What had happened is there'd been some bad weather. There'd been really good crops. All these sort of like wheat in the fields had been really strong and really high. And then mm. some bad weather hit. The entire crop was destroyed. Yeah. All laid flat. You couldn't actually harvest this crop. Yeah. But it had already reached some sort of maturity of the of the, of the grain. Yeah. So it was edible. Wow. The mice got into it. And I saw film footage of it where somebody was driving along one of those little narrow roads, fields to left and right. The headlights had disturbed the mice. You couldn't see the road. Oh. Billions of oh mice were racing God. like a, just in a massive river oh. of mice across this road because they just get and and <laughs> all that was happening. It would create their own utopia. They didn't have to work hard for things. Yeah, it, just, it was all just there. Eating shag and let's go. That's it. But of course, then the grain ran out. There was yeah. a boom in the population. There was a complete crash in the population. Just about all you know, ninety nine percent of the mice died. God. You know. Know? And it's like that in itself creates booms in other things. So, for yeah. example, kestrels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you are absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, kestrels, cats, predators of any kind, foxes, yeah. badgers, you name it. These creatures are coming in yeah, and they're eating that in good times for them, you know what yeah. I mean? But at the same time, hopefully, you could also argue during those times that the fox. And, and other creatures could have more chicks, they could have more yeah. uh, more young of their own. But that also could have a role on that thing because if you got yourself suddenly like ten extra kestrels mm. and you'd have in the ecosystem, some of those are going to starve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there's always booms and busts within any kind of like ecosystems mm. at the moment. You know, so it does it does happen. But um, God, it's dark, though, isn't it? That prison bit in the middle. I know the that's yard, that. little yeah. like mouse yard, and they're getting shanked each yeah. other. You know what I mean? It just it just bleak. It oh. just shows how awful things can go. You know, well, birds on side pruning them. Yeah, well, I, found, I actually found them the most sinister. Yeah, definitely. You know, the beautiful the ones. Beautiful ones. Yeah, and, and I found that so so strange. And it, but I do think there's there's um, there is things with it about like now about how hard you have to work to sort of like for anything. Yeah. And I think you know you're showing yourself online. It's like finding a partner. It used to be that you had to work out, go out and work bloody hard. But now yeah. you can find somebody on Tinder. Yeah. Um, there's a good again another good documentary I listened to this week, and they're saying. Uh, do do dating websites work? No. No, I bet they don't. Bet the reason they're reason the finding now that they don't work, they did work to start with. All right. But they don't now because the algorithm got to a point where they've they've become so loose in what the choices are. They're saying that, for example, if you you if you were single, and you went on attending, you look yeah. for somebody. They'd find somebody perhaps a similar age to you, similar area, 
Yeah. Very vague things in common. Yeah. Basically, just showing you loads and loads of people because it's a swipe. I don't know, is it swipe left or swipe so right? Or something like that, right? And that's how, that's how it works. This is too much choice. Yeah. So you find somebody then, right? And you think, oh, well, I really like this person. They're all right. You know, you go for a few dates and things. But then you find one thing a little bit weird with them or a yeah. bit wrong. You don't work at it. Ah. The option is to go back to find to the pool again and find somebody who you consider maybe a bit more close to what you want. Ah, There's okay. always the temptation yeah, to yeah. drop the one you've got because you find one little thing that's a bit odd with it. Yeah. But you also get no habit as well. And even if that perfect person's near perfect, you still think, could we just missing out on something? Yeah, the choice. That one, and also yeah. that little bit of boredom with that particular person. They might be perfect, but you're, yeah. oh, well, you know. Where, yeah. If there's biscuits in the barrel, where's the fun in biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, people say, I want something different. I want yeah. something, you know, you say, well, you know, for, for example, you might say, I really like going out drinking beer and carrying on. But you're going out drinking beer with the same person. Oh, bloody hell, this is it. Mm. And you want something a bit healthier. So you change your mind. Yeah. Choose something new. Yeah. Swipe, swipe, swipe. You're finding something else. So oh, finding yeah. this is why the, the whole. It's the ease, yeah. and that's what it is. This is the this is the food on tap. This is the drink on tap. Yeah. This is making things too easy. Yeah. You know, it used to be that you, you found yourself quite fortunate to find yourself any partner, yeah. but yeah. now you've got too much choice. Oh, we could be easing towards utopia. Yeah. I mean, again, like everyone's complaining about food prices, and food prices are high. Yeah. They're really high at the moment. Actually, they're not really high. Yeah, yeah. You know, you still you go, oh god, for this wonderful food, it's it's two quid. Yeah, yeah. But still, there's a lot of cheap food out there. Exactly. To what we're getting, how spoilt we are with food. You know what yeah. I mean? It is, and we're moaning. But I was thinking about it at Christmas. Everybody's moaning about fucking gas, electric, fucking bills. Uh, and then we throw half at Christmas dinner it's been every fucking year yeah, you know what I mean it, there's yeah. so much fun all we do is it. moan that we've had to spend a lot of money on it yeah yeah you know we're not actually in a desperate situation we're just still spending the same money but moaning a lot more yeah. whereas the people lower down in uh, the financial side of things in society they're the ones who are really struggling and they're going hungry mm. whereas we're still wasting food in quite high uh, high standard well, where are we in people topia that's you it yeah I mean? are we in the yard arcade I think well I don't think we're in the yard yet but we're definitely not the beautiful ones so Half of my flowing locks. <laughs> <laughs> Boozer's hair. That's it? Right. <laughs> I brush up well <laughs> with my alky hair. <laughs> Do you know that's a thing? Oh, fuck, is it? Yeah. Oh. The, the reason, right, so, oh, sorry, we're just going to finish there. But the, the, me and Ben have spoke for a long time about people. If you go, go down uh, proper boozers and stuff, right? And there's a lot of people who go in pubs and they've got like thick, lush, silvery, yeah. yellowy hair, fat-stained hair, don't they? You know what I mean? And only it's, and Ben's theory has always been this alky hair, right? <laughs> <laughs> so people who's like long-term boozers don't go bald. It's fucking uncanny. Well, it's true. Shit, is it? Yeah, because what it is, is a long-term alcohol use... Uh, reduces testosterone ah. and and excess testosterone makes you go bald right I've heard it is yeah, that, yeah. so yeah, that's what it is there is so, you, so it's true so You're long stunting your testosterone so, yeah stunting your testosterone allows you to keep thick lush oh, boozers hair mine's like Ulysses it's that big <laughs> I'm bald as a coot <laughs> my swimmers are fine Arkit <laughs> Mine, oh no, that's I'm weary for the springtime when we take the road once more for the planting and the purling and the berry fields of blur. We'll meet up with our kinfolk. 
From all the world around When the gang of folk take the road And yellow's on the broom When yellow's on the broom When yellow's on the broom And I'll get you on the road again When yellow's on the broom our kid oh chuff's sake <laughs> <laughs> is it's it that, it's that time oh. yeah it's that time but again once again we've had a bit of a bumper episode it was fun yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's been a fun episode I've enjoyed this one yeah, Another, we, we might have to shorten the time down a little bit soon because of the last the second bumper episode in a row I'm then trying to cut down the edit times so I'm making it even fucking bigger <laughs> <laughs> bigger and bigger shows, yes. you know. So what we'll what we'll probably do in the next few weeks is make it slightly shorter shows, um, slightly few stories. But yeah. yeah, but you know, we'll just just see how we go with it. You know, that's the thing. But there's always room for one more. Oh, there is. There is Dread room. Tell. Yeah, this is it. Now, um, this just popped up on my Facebook. To be honest, oh, this nice. is one of those things I saw there because I always like to finish on something a little bit unusual, a little bit mm. different. You know, and 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 I saw this. I thought this is this is weird. And now I don't know whether it's I've forgotten the name. Who's on the big Bigfoot research thing that we had before. We've had a few of those things. Oh yes. Yeah, it might have been on that, but it was yeah. just it, it. I couldn't find a source for it, but yeah. it was basically it was like a case file oh, that nice. I saw, you know, and it was like a, a witness for something weird. Cool. So I thought I'll, I'll wheel it out here anyway. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, so whoever it is, if, you, if, you, if it happens to be you, this is your story. Let us know. Give us a shout. You know, please what I mean? do. So I'm not naming anyone. So we're, we're pretty pretty safe for this, right? In 2011, I was away studying at university. And I was living in the halls of residence, which are located in a country park. The grounds of the university had its own myths and legends, ranging from ghost sightings to a supposed hall of buried treasure that was hidden back in the 14th century. I remember one night I was in a friend's room and we were working on a project which took us late into the early hours. At around 5am, the morning light was starting to break through in the sky. I took a break and had a smoke leaning out the window which was on the second floor. The room I was in was at the back of the building which overlooked a small grass area and a gravel car park that was divided by hedges. I remember looking down at the hedges and I saw what I believed to be a small dark figure that was human shaped. I started to get an uneasy feeling as I felt it was staring right back at me. What I found strange was that it was quite light out, enough to see everything else but this figure which was completely black. It had no face, no clothing or anything. I thought maybe it was just my eyes playing tricks on me due to the working overnight and me being still awake in the early hours. So to make sure, I asked my friend to come and have a look out the window at it and she also thought it was odd. We then both jumped out of our skin as the figure shot off quickly and moved off to the left. I tried to follow where it went by looking at the hedges which you could see through as they were very brambly but it had vanished. I should have been able to see it move through there. I didn't understand how one minute it was standing looking at me, then the next minute it was completely gone. We both stared for a while hoping the strange, dark, small figure would come back or to see if we could spot it, but even watching closely we saw nothing. Now I don't scare easily, but this freaked us both out. We sat down in the room just thinking and we were baffled by what we had seen and we tried to come up with some explanation and rationale, but we couldn't. In the end, we just decided maybe it was some weirdo creeping around looking into students' rooms. This was the first encounter with this thing, but two nights later, we witnessed something that was far worse. So much so, it stuck with me to this day, and I have never quite got my head round it. 
As I say, it was just two nights later when again I was back in my friend's room, only this time it was around 1am. We were both smoking at the window when we saw it. It was behind the car park standing by the woodland area. But it wasn't small and human shaped like the other night. But now, instead, it was tall. Ridiculously tall. Skinny and all black in colour. It was walking slowly towards the woods. It had long gangly arms and long legs. I dropped my cigarette in disbelief and I looked at my friend and I said, Are you seeing this or am I going mad? And she just swore and was fixated on the thing. It was like the Slender Man, but all black with no features and far bigger. It wasn't looking at us this time, it was just walking slowly towards the woods. Within seconds, it disappeared into the woodline. We both had to sit down and question our reality and our sanity. We weren't drunk, nor were we on drugs, and I never have been on either. We thought both sightings must be linked somehow due to the short period of time in between them, and we found it odd that they were both looked completely different. Still to this day, I can't explain the sightings, more so the second one. What do you think of that? Jesus, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, she's got a witness with her, just on her own. There's two yeah. people looking at it as well. But you kind of, first of all, you just think what little and like a little baby one, little toddler, uh, part of a pack of them or something. You don't know, do but you? The tall and thin, that's so much off, like the uh, Sasquatchiness, isn't it? You know, you wouldn't normally have a big shaggy mess, isn't it? Like more broader. But... True, but at the same time, one thing I've been looking into a little bit more, and it's something we will cover perhaps at length, and we have talked about this as well, which is the Woodwose. Oh, all right. Which is yeah. our sort of like the British version, the Green Man, yeah. the Wild Man of the Woods in the UK or in, the, in British Isles sort of thing, you know? And who knows what sort of form that takes? Is it more, almost like an end? in a weird way yeah. which if you think like with Tolkien he was always writing about like hints at other, other cultures and things yeah. yeah so his, his end was the tree people and that sounds very like a tree person to me like a long slender yeah, tree creature slumber, you know kind of like sad it was like a very steady pace rather than a yeah, nimble lumber, yeah. or confident or hunty just yeah. like an ambly yeah like confident in, in itself but not going anywhere in a hurry and what if it was scary because it was so unusual or if it gave off a frightening vibe kind of thing I know I would, that's the only bit, great story, but the only bit we didn't get is just how fearful it made. You know, you drop, she dropped the cigarette in panic, and my mate's like, fuck, yeah. like watching it. But you think, what else did you get from that with that? Because I think that terror is part of it, isn't it, a lot of yeah. times, especially when you see a Sasquatch or something. And I think, I think sometimes there's always something weird. I mean, I've heard stories where people said, I've seen something absolutely bizarre and weird. Um, um, but I just didn't think anything of it. Certain haunting things where people say, "Well, you know, there's something off in the room," so I just pulled the covers up on my head, and eventually I just went to sleep. Yeah, I think what? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! You know what I mean? And it's like you don't. It's it's it's, and that's a weird, that's a weird phenomenon in itself. Yeah. Then I heard things where people see something and say, "Well, you know, although it's weird, I was completely calm." You hear yeah. this. This is seeing something which isn't interacting with her, yeah. but she feels terror, and it's it's, it's freaked her out. Yeah. Or him, I'm not sure, because he's saying a friend. It could be a man yeah. or woman. I'm not too sure. I don't really well, state it's, in that. It's like never forgot. It's something that's, that feeling of it has stayed with him, hasn't it? You yeah. I mean, it's been that 
they're monumental to them. Yeah. Mm. Seen something that strange. Dark, you know? it's fucking dark, yeah. isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, actually, you know, that was one tale, but actually, I told you before that I've had a bit of a 14 experience recently. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to cover it on this yet. Yeah. It's, only, it's only quite brief, so I will cover it now, you know, because this, yeah. this freaked me out. This is a very, very weird thing that happened to me. So this is, the, you know, to end on, if you like, on that. Mm. It's, um, I was just in the park, Horsworth Park, right, with the dog. Yeah, it's right. nice Victorian park as well. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, wide open spaces. Yeah, big it's, old trees. Yeah, it's not like corners. you. Yeah, this is it. Just that's it. Big trees yeah. dotted throughout. Very, very big, mature trees. You got oak, ash. You got some willow in there. Yeah. But the widely spaced, big open spaces. So you're not sort of tucked away behind things. Yeah, yeah. If you wanted to get hidden or tucked away, you can do. There's certain areas. But where I was stood, I was under a really big oak tree at the time. Yeah. It's like a, a, a very. It's winter day, but it was dry. It was cool. Um, very sunny. It was a beautiful day out. I'm stood with the dog. And she's running around chasing squirrels and one thing or another. And suddenly I got this absolutely weird sensation just came over me, right? And I'm thinking, I didn't know what it was, very hard to explain. I was suddenly, I felt all my senses become heightened. Wow. But I also felt a little bit as though I was. Being watched. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, slightly hallucinatory. Wow. I, was, I didn't feel like I was being watched. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was almost like a. It was almost like a slight one step out of reality. I felt. Wow. And I thought, this is weird. Am I having a bit of a bit of a turn? I'm having a fucking stroke. Something, <laughs> you know. Right. And as I looked down, the leaves on the ground started to dance. Mm-hmm. They started to almost curl up. The, wow. the oak leaves on the ground started to curl up and kind of flutter and flick up. All of them, yeah. all the leaves that were fallen, just started to dance and sort of like move yeah. in the weirdest kind of way. I'm watching these leaves, I'm thinking, again, I just thought I'm having some weird sensory experience because I'm having a fucking stroke here or yeah, something. Yeah. And then in the distance, I just heard this. Boom. I thought, what the fuck? And then all around me, one at a time, all the house alarms started to go off. Oh God! Starting up towards the, up near the woods, it started there. It went all the way down, and just this started going bing, 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 bing. All these house yeah. alarms just started going off like mad, right? I thought this is fucking weird, and uh, all around the area, not just a small area. Yeah. So then I got the dog, and we all went into the car, get, got home. And when I got home, um, my, my wife said she goes, "Oh, massive power cut! The whole power, the whole area, power's gone to the whole area." Fucking hell! That's yeah. mental. Now her theory was there's been a small earthquake. I was just about to go down it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she she thought it was a small earthquake that had happened, but there was no um, there was no report. Uh, of, the deal, the, the, yeah, the, straight the, away. Yeah, yeah there was really. point nothing on the Richter scale went off in, yeah, in Leeds. Yeah. It, no, nothing went off. There was no, nothing like that. The second one was meteor strike, which again you would have been reported. It'd have been such reported. Yeah, urban area it, that yeah. that would have been seen. But I like that bit where you know that bit with the leaves dancing slightly before and on the not you know the. The power of it hit you before the noise. Well, that's it. it was te- it was a good ten to fifteen seconds of weirdness was occurring, and I'm thinking this is just too weird. What the hell is this? Was well, a dog doing anything? Yes, yeah, she she wasn't. She she was on mega mega high alert. She was looking round. She was like, what the what? You could tell mm, she was starting. coming. You know yeah, she I mean? she was really aware that something was a bit weird. Electrical. I don't know why. I keep yeah. Thinking electrical. Or something. Well, it was a clear sky. It wasn't stormy. It was sunny. It was the temperature about sort of five, six, seven degrees, something like that. It was yeah. just it wasn't a freezing day. There's the sun sunlight was warm, um, but then this weird movement of the leaves, and then the weird sort of like the, the boom, which I thought was obviously like a, maybe a substation going or something yeah, like yeah. that. But at the same time, there's no 
wide report of these power outages on the news yeah, or anything yeah. like that. Oh, Even look, it'll look like mad all day. I was clicking news, re yeah, yeah. you know, restarting it. Fucking hell, that's yeah, good, isn't it? It really just, opens it up. Yeah, so if anybody out there might understand what this might have been, do get in touch at uh, crackandcovepodcast at gmail.com. We're at um, Twitter, we're at crackandcove, and we're on Instagram at, uh, Instagram at crackandcovepod. If you want to get in touch with us on Facebook, uh, just put crackandcove in there, we're the first one that pops yeah, up, you know, and we would love to hear from you as well. Yeah, we have had do. a few extra little ratings on um, on uh, the old uh, Apple podcasting. Yeah, so for that people guy. have stepped up, yeah. Out, and, it, and if you, you haven't already done it, do. do Give us a favour, just jump on there. Give us a, if you can give us a, a rating review that you think we're worth it. You know, yeah, hopefully five, 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 yeah, five, five, please, five, five. Star, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and if it's a one star, just stop listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, sorry for being yeah, annoying. Just suck it off. Yeah, we, we're really sorry. You know, but yeah. So anyway, well, I guess we've gone on way too long here. Yeah, now, we so, have, you know, so until next time, guys. We're gonna again. As I said before, we're gonna try and keep it weekly if we can. If not, we're gonna be fortnightly. Mm. So keep tuned. We're gonna be there. Yeah. So we're just gonna stand for a big bye bye from Matt. It's a bigger bye bye from uh, Benny and guys. Take care. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Very trying. <laughs> there are three ways you may contact Kraken Cove. Either by email at podcast at gmail.com on Twitter at Kraken Cove or Instagram at Kraken Cove. Ha-ha!